Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Catalyst Podcast. I'm Leilani, your host, and today we are joined with the divinely badass Christina Knapp. Christina is the owner and CEO of Elixir Media Co. She's a force of nature who went from flipping failing Michael Kors stores to owning a six-figure marketing company in five years. Her specialty is working with women CEOs to identify what makes their business unique and using that as a strategy to make them stand out in their industries. She shows women how to navigate social media with authenticity, ease, and fun. And we get into this a bit in the episode, but full disclosure, Christina is my cousin. So we go way back. I'm so excited for the work that she does. She has an amazing story of coming up into this place that she is as a successful entrepreneur. And she's also in a space of navigating her intuition and understanding the role that her intuition plays in her business and her life and her family. And so if you are somebody who is in that part of their journey, whether you're thinking about switching careers or switching jobs or starting your own business and you're just beginning to think through the role that your intuition plays in that, then this conversation is definitely for you. So it's time to grab your tennis shoes if you're going for your walk or find your cozy spot, your blanket, your cup of tea, and enjoy this conversation with my cousin and dear friend, Christina Knapp. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Y'all, I'm just going to be straight with you. This is my cousin and she's amazing. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's it's so funny because we've known each other, I mean, since we were very, my very whole old. life, yeah. your whole life, my whole life. <laughs> and we used to live in the same city for a while as kids. So Christina and I go way back. We're like, OG. We we go way back. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. Uh, I am so grateful you're here. And I, I'm just going to start with the question that we start with everybody and we'll get right into it. So who are you? What is your big work in the world? And how do you source from your intuition to do that work? Yeah. So my name is Christina Knapp. I'm the CEO and founder of Elixir Media Co. And we help women entrepreneurs create fun and ease while they build their um, while they build their business online strategically. Um, how I use my intuition, I spent, I think, 90% of my life trying to ignore it. <laughs> and <laughs> now it's, it's, my number one go to, you know, even when 99% of things make sense to choose a if my if my intuition and my gut tells me to choose G, it's G 100%. So <laughs> everything, I guess. Yeah. And tell us like, what, what does it look like for you? Like, how does your intuition show up? Because everybody is on a different path. Everybody's intuition looks different. So what does it look like for you when it does show up? Yeah, I, um, differently at different times in my life, I think consistently, it's, it's that, like, my gut and my heart telling me like, very, very straightforward answers of like, this is what it is. Um, And, um, 
I don't really know if this is my intuition, but you know, I know that sometimes I see things and sometimes, you know, I'm talking to people and, and I just like hear so clearly things that I should say that have absolutely no sense that I should know these things. And only until recently have I started to share those things and they, and they're always, you know, they're always spot on with who I'm talking to. But um, I think one thing I'm really excited about, you know, with this next phase of my life and the rest of my life is diving into it more and not being afraid of it. Cause I think, you know, I was very, very, very afraid of it for so long. So yes, that's your intuition. <laughs> so the hearing <laughs> things and the seeing things, I was just, yeah. as you were talking, I was, I was kind of connecting with those moments that you're describing. Um, and yeah, your guides are like, yes, that is your intuition and you get to trust it. And I love having you on. I know it probably feels super vulnerable because I know you're still on a path to understanding and trusting your intuition. And there are so many listeners who are there too. So your courage and sharing your story and, and your path and all of that, like we need you, we need, we need to hear that. And as somebody who's still in her like, I mean, we're all in process. We're all in our evolution, right? But you are, and I see, I see you doing this. We're just diving in. Like, I see you doing this in your company where you're like, okay, that works, that doesn't. And it's, it's just so refreshing as, as somebody who historically has been really afraid of your intuition to start to lean into it. So thank you for being here and for sharing some space and sharing your story with us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 excited and nervous at the same time. <laughs> oh, well, which makes sense. I mean, especially so I'll just say in the world that we live in, it hearing you say I've been afraid of my intuition, that is so normal. It was also true for me. I mean, I was I remember being a teenager like curled up in bed and sensing the spirit there was a spirit in my room and I was like oh my god like this is so terrifying yeah. and and that's an extreme that's like an extreme example of being afraid but then I see so many people in my life um who I know are deeply intuitive who choose not to follow their intuition and then because they're like this is unknown what if I'm wrong um, and it's, it's just so normal. So thank you for trusting your intuition for being brave and just saying, you know what, so I'm just going to follow this and not really know where that's going to lead. It's, it's really, really brave. And, and I think that in the world that we live in, if more people decided to do that and just said, look, like, cause I know your story, you, and you can tell us a little bit more, maybe we'll start there. So you okay. weren't always an entrepreneur. You worked no. in a company. I remember you telling me, so tell us a little bit about what brought you to, cause you are like killing it as an entrepreneur now, but what, what Thank led you. you there? What is, what did your path look like? Gosh, um, my path. Um, I think with most people, it, it, it's, you know, I never could have planned it, right? It's literally like I made one decision and that felt good and exciting at the time. And so I said yes, and that led to another decision. And, and that's how I got where I am now. But I think for business specifically, like I really fell in business, fell in love with with the business side of, of how everything works. Um, I mean, now 13, 
how old am I? 15 years ago, I started working for Michael Kors and I started out as like, you know, some part-time sales associate and very quickly worked my way, you know, up the more corporate ladder. And by the time I was 21 years old, I was flying to underperforming stores, you know, on the East Coast and flipping them into top performing stores in the country. And I, you know, again, very young, making more money than I knew what to do with and just had this really like breakthrough moment. I remember I was at the W in Atlanta, sitting on the bed, like surrounded in, you know, shopping bags of, you know, Louis and Chanel and Gucci. And I remember sitting there and just bursting into tears and had this overwhelming sense of, okay, I've hit all the notches, right? Like, great job. I'm jet setting, I'm making all this money. And I was so incredibly lonely. And I felt like I didn't, like my soul was empty. You know, that I just knew like, this wasn't, this can't be it, right? Like this, this, you know, measurement of success, like this, this isn't right. So I literally, I quit, you know, like I gave a two week notice, you know, I am professional, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I called up my boss and she was just like, are you sure, you know, is there anything I can do to make you stay? And I said, no, like I'm, I'm, I need to, I need to figure out what my purpose is. And so I left there and I went through like, you know, good old hippie face, didn't wear shoes for like a year and a half, which really fucked up my back, like tremendously. <laughs> and um, I went back to school for economics and I was determined to figure out a way that you could make a significant impact with third world countries to bring them up. You know, like, how do you do that? And so, um, yeah, I was going to school for that. I graduated and then I had, you know, a botanical garden reach out to me and they said, Hey, we heard about the work that you did at Michael Kors. Can you come and flip our business for us? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. I guess, you know, I'll do this for now. And and so I did that there and, and we were really successful. You know, um, we made, we made them a lot of money. And then I, I kind of got to the point where I said, well, fuck, I'm kind of done making everyone else money. <laughs> And working my ass off. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then Elixir Media Co was born. And that was that was six years ago now. Um, and, you know, started like everyone else, like a solopreneur, just, you know, charging the bottom line and happy to have work to now we have, you know, a, a, an incredible, like, absolutely amazing, the best team that there is. And, you know, we're all we're all full time. And um, yeah, we're just rocking and rolling traveling the world. <laughs> uh, I think I feel like most people I would I would assume or or at least maybe not. I don't want to make assumptions, but I know for myself I was in that I mean, I didn't have Gucci bags and all that mess <laughs> like surrounding me. <laughs> but I did work in a corporate space where I yeah. was I remember sitting at my cubicle doing this HR leadership role. And it was it was kind of it was kind of surreal, because what I was seeing was people walking around me in like grayscale. Like it was it was like everybody kind of like, we're here because we're supposed to be here. We're here because we have families to feed or we have rent to pay. And I just remember thinking, like this can't be it. This can't be 
this can't be what is aligned with my soul, with my spirit. So I, I really resonate with that. And it took me like several years to get to the point. And, and I also was hearing intuitive information that was like, be still, be still, don't leave just yet. And I had more impact. I didn't realize at the time I had more impact to, to have in that company. And there, I think that that's so, such a common story for people. And we see that now, right? Like we see the great resignation and everything that's happened over the last few years with the pandemic and the like social justice uprising and all of that. And people are kind of saying like, no more, you know, like I I had a conversation with somebody who I met through LinkedIn yesterday and we were basically saying like the companies, the organizations that used to have all this power over people and labor and like kind of could get away with whatever the fuck they wanted. They don't have the power anymore. They don't have the same power that they were having with this kind of command and control and saying like, no, you do what I say because I pay your bills. I pay your, you know, I give your, you, your paycheck. And it's just, it's just not, it's not resonant anymore. Like so many of us are like, no, it just doesn't work for me anymore. And that's what it sounded like for you was like, this just, this ain't it. And I, I've been through that and a lot of the earth angels that I support. So the, the intuitive folks that I'm supporting one-on-one, a lot of them have quit their job. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't realize that this was an option to just Mm -hmm. kind of like check out. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's been one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last year is, you know, even, you know, even now, you know, six years in, I find myself sometimes doing, doing things a certain way. And I don't realize that it's just the only way I've ever been shown. So there's an infinite amount of options of ways to ways to do things. And I think, especially too, we, we, you know, we do marketing coaching, that's what we try to do differently is that, you know, we don't come from a place of this is the one way to do it, right? This is the one way to make money. And this is how you talk. And if you don't talk this way, then that's why you're not successful, right? Because there, there are so many voices, I think, that are saying that as a whole, yes, in the corporate world, but honestly, in the entrepreneur world as well. And what I love bringing to the table is saying, hey, here's what I've seen a lot of success with, and now like, let's figure out what works for you. And, and let's figure out what feels fucking good and what lights you up. And like, that's, that's really the only type of work that I'm interested in doing anymore. Both. I mean, I guess with work, but also like in my life, it's it. Yeah, because, because why the fuck not? You know, we uh, it, it's so it's so on point. And when I think of I mean, that's your intuition speaking to you, basically saying yeah. like this, this passion, this where my creativity leads me, where my interests lead me, um, that is your intuition. And I, I think that we often get to a place where we begin to like tamper that like we have to like, oh, well, I don't like I can't be an artist or I can't write a book or I can't like learn the guitar because I don't have time for that or that won't make me money. Like how many times have I heard, you know, intuitive folks say like, well, I can't start just start doing that. Like I won't make any money. And it's like, we've got it backwards. If that is 
the reason why we don't follow what our intuition is screaming at us, which is like, this is important to you on a soul level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what you did. And I know you, you are, you started by yourself and now you have a mm-hmm. team of how many? Yeah. Um, six. Yeah. So you have a team of six. You're, mm-hmm. you're like doing the thing. And what I also know is, you grew very fast, very big, very quickly. And I think you reached a level where it was like, oh shit, like this is a lot. So tell us about what happened and what was the role of like, just tell us what the burnout. I know you, I I think at one point you experienced burnout. At Um, one point. I mean, (laughs) tell us about the burnout and what, yeah, just, Tell us, tell us what happened. Yeah. You know, it's, it's because, uh, I really bought into the hustle culture. You know, I really bought into the, like, if you want to make it, then it's, it's gotta be first. I kind of see it now as it's kind of like, this is a contract that I signed unknowingly. You know, I watched my parents build themselves from nothing, you know, and to a really incredible level, you know, and to do it too, not being entrepreneurs is wild absolutely wild to me you know because they went from you know I was just talking to my mom I was sitting in this you know they just built a you know over seven figure house on a golf course and every single thing in it including the couches to the floors every piece of tile is was custom made and I was like you know can you believe that you know 35 years ago you were living in a garage you know you you couldn't go to the hospital pregnant because you couldn't afford the bills and you couldn't afford blankets. And so you were wrapping, you know, my, my sister in towels. And it's just like, that's, it was so crazy to me, but I saw money being made one way. I would, and I saw it being made through sacrifice and through hard work and, and really making work a priority over everything, you know? And, and so I thought that that's how you did it. And so that's how I fucking did it. And Dear God, I, I I laugh when you say you felt burnout one time. I'm like, oh, girl, I've lived in burnout. <laughs> there, especially mm-hmm. the first few years in business, you know, I was I was working eyes open to eyes shut, you know. Um, and to be quite frank, I wasn't in the beginning. I couldn't I couldn't get past forty grand a year. Like I was working that hard, and I and I just couldn't see why. And I think you know, over the next three years it's really, you know, what's unfolded for me is, um, I was living so much in my masculine, to be honest, I was living so much in my masculine and, 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 you know, prided myself as an action as the action taker and, and, you know, really tied myself worth to things like sales, things like, you know, the amount of money in my bank account, things like, especially productivity, you know, even when I wasn't working, And that was kind of the default that I learned from my parents. And so I think when, when I realized this fully and saw it for what I was, and realized, okay, I'm going to kind of take these contracts that I signed, I was given right from my parents, I signed it unknowingly, I took them, you know, I, I metaphorically burned them and said, okay, well, how do I want to do this? How do I want to feel, you know, in life, I fucking love having fun. To me, there is no greater joy than fun. I never would have guessed that from your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's 
it's everything to me because yeah. And so, and then I think the other layer to that has been ease, you know, before we make any type of decisions, before we create a new system for something, before we create a new workshop or even take on a new client, the first thing that we ask ourselves is like, how do we do this with ease? How do we do make this the easiest thing we've ever done? And even having that shift in perspective has changed. I mean, it's changed everything for us with how we work, how we feel, and also the type of people that we attract. Mm, the, what I, we call this on the podcast, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but we've, we've certainly talked about the matrix, which is like mm -hmm. this, this setup that we, again, like we've all kind of subscribed to, Yeah, the, you know, it, it's kind of similar to the movie where it's like, okay, there is like this surface that we're all kind of bought into and like money matters and time and all of these things. Um, what I hear you describing is like matrix metrics. So like the pro, you know, my productivity, my, um, which is just like, what is that even like productivity is so subjective, right? It's like, we, yeah. we're measuring productivity <laughs> by like the actual hours that we're working. We're measuring it by, um, the profits that we're making and all of that. And it's like, when we think of like these quote unquote matrix metrics, it's, it's so messed up because we're leading with the wrong idea. And to your point where you can kind of like decide, okay, this isn't how I want to work. And again, that's coming from your intuition. Like that's like your, your how is starting to, and has, has, evolved into, I am going to have fun. And I hear you, you know, say, I'm going to have fucking fun. And I'm going yes. to be in my fucking knees. <laughs> right. And, and um, that's a very, that is a bold shift from the ways that I mean, we are both Filipino, mixed mm -hmm. Filipino, we grew up in very military households, you know, mm -hmm. like being like having fun at work and being in your ease is so like revolutionary from the ways that we were raised. Oh my God. Right. You should see. Yeah. You should see. I wish you were like present for the conversations me and my dad have. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> I can is, imagine. <laughs> it is such a foreign concept. And I think that honestly, in the it's only been in the last, literally it's only been in the last 10 months that I think my, especially my dad has like accepted and that like, Oh, this isn't just an, a hobby. You know what I a mean? Phase. Just <laughs> a phase. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, um, he's definitely not to the point where he's taking my advice on, on, you know, having fun and having ease. I don't know if he ever will, but he's at least, you know, uh, he has one ear open to me now, I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's truly, I think, unfathomable for, yeah, for them to understand. Yeah. And especially, you know, he was just asking me because he's wanting to, to, you know, build his own business now. And so now we're having a lot of conversations. <laughs> and, you know, I was telling him that, you know, I hire off of human design, and I build my team off of human design. And he mm -hmm. is just like, 
he could not get, he just kept asking, he's like, what's the algorithm for this? He kept asking, what's the algorithm for this? There has to be an algorithm. Blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, I don't know, dad. All I know is it works. And that's enough for me. Like, mm. that's enough for me, you know? So we haven't like had that trust. Anyone... Oh, say that again. Oh, I just said it's, it's like a trust, you know, it's a trust in self. Mm. We haven't had anyone on to talk about human design. And actually, as you're saying that, I'm like, we need to bring somebody on. But tell us a oh, little yeah. bit about your what's your type? What's your your manifesting generator? Manifesting generator? Same. Yeah. Um, same? Mm -hmm. oh, of course. You know, obviously, <laughs> I'm like, partial, but I think we're the best. <laughs> tell me, tell um, me about your your type. And what does that mean to you? Yeah, I'm going to do my best to be honest for someone who bases their entire team and hiring system off of it. I don't know as much as I should, but manifesting generators, you know, I had someone explain it to me in terms of team building, like building a city, right? So you, there, there's what there's the four types. Help me out, Lonnie. Like there's the four types. There's manifestors, projectors, manifesting generators, which we call many gens. And then there are generators, um, there's generators. And there's a fifth one that I know they're like energy workers. Oh, I don't know if I know the yeah. fifth one. They're only like less than 2% of the population. I can't remember what they are. But um, but yeah, so basically, if we were going to build a city, the manifestors are the ones to say, we should build a city. Right. And they're like, Oh, yeah. it'd be great. We should build it for fun. They have all these ideas. Right. And then what happens is after they have these ideas, like manifestors got to rest. They are some resting motherfuckers. Right. Like I'm a, so they, I'm a resting bitch. <laughs> I really think, I really think you have manifesting energy, but yeah. So they manifest. Right. And then they, and then they need a lot of rest and then they kind of move on to their next idea. Right. So then projectors come in and these are kind of like your city planners. Right. These are your, these are great people for like manifesting generators because they love systems. They love a fucking system and they love figuring out how things work and what they need to make a project go. Right. For me, these are like my, these are my right hands in business. So they take our, the ideas for the manifestors and they say, okay, we'll make a city of fun. Well, you know, sure, we'll have a bowling alley, but we also need, you know, a post office and we need a bank and we shouldn't put the sewage right next to the sewer, right? They start figuring out all the things. And then, um, yeah, and then generators are the ones who come in and they're the actual, they're the worker bees, right? They, they, most of the time they like to niche down, you know, they, they, they're good at specific things, but they're the builders and they take things so literally, I've learned <laughs> as being a leader, like they, they take it so literally. Um, yeah. And then the manifesting generators were, we're a little bit of both, right? We're a little bit of the like, oh, we have this great idea and we love rest. And we are, we can also have like ups and down phases of being workhorses too. So, um, and then reflectors yeah. is the last one. Reflectors. Yeah. So they're the ones that come in and they're just like, Ooh, you know, I don't know, to, to kind of like Zen out the city, we need to have a balance. So let's put this, you know, the, the bowling alley near the water and this over here. So a lot of times I think they're like interior designers, you know, again, energy mm. workers, things like that. It's, it's so interesting when I think of myself as a manifesting generator and I am not, I'm not super well-versed. I do follow some on Instagram of the human design um, practitioners, but I really, what you said really resonates with me of like having these spurts of like, 
really getting down to business. Like I will have, I remember when I was actually uh, leading my consulting firm with like my DEI consulting firm, my contractor would be like, you have like spurts (laughs) of like, we're all just, she'll get like 20 emails from me. And she's like, Oh, okay. You know, so it's like, I have these like little spurts of like work, work, work and build, build, build and want to, you know, begin to like put some of these ideas into place. And then I'll be like, <laughs> and then I rest for like two weeks, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's interesting. So you, need, you need a projector. You like, yeah. So like w- with us, we have different departments within the company. And so usually the projectors are, um, they're the coordinators right? They're great Mm -hmm. project managers. They're great. Like, Hey, you know, we're offering this new free content co-working hour. You know, I need a system for this, for, for people signing up. Oh, boom. Right. That part would have bottlenecked the fuck out of me if it was just me. But me knowing, yeah. yeah, Me knowing that like, Oh, this is, this is what I need. This is, you know, what every individual on my team needs to be their best self. Um, yeah, I've just found it insanely uh, accurate. And also, um, it really helps us run like a well oiled machine, and keeps everybody happy. Because I think having the same expectations all across the board, you know, is, you know, forgetting that we're all human beings. And that we all uh, and so I I'm now we're talking about all the types. So strengths finder is something that I have utilized a lot. And I am a practitioner of. And it makes me think of this conversation makes me think of my maximizer strength. So, and maximizer, all that really means is that I can see where best to put people so that like the output of the whole is the most maximized. And if you are thinking about, you know, running a team, it makes sense to put people where they are best suited, where their energy is most optimized. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's it's amazing that that's how you hire. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, at first, I played with it a little bit. And then once I saw the accuracy play out through every, every single part, how they showed up, you know, their energy levels, um, you know, how they write emails, how they, you know, you know, work Mm -hmm. on projects, I was like, okay, I'm not fucking around with this anymore. Like when people come on, like, I need to know which human design you are. And, and yeah, and so yeah. I go in knowing, okay, this is the role we need to fill. This is the type of human design person I want for it. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it's, it's worked. It's worked incredibly well for us. That's amazing. I'm yeah, that's such a, an amazing frame. And I imagine that it would be really helpful in terms of like writing your job description. And when you actually go, you know, it just seems to cut out so much noise. So um, tell us a little bit about what it actually looks like for you to rest. What does rest look like for oh, you? Yeah. yeah. So different things during different seasons, you know, we're, I had a bit of launch PTSD from, mm-hmm. you know, launching a course, um, a couple of years ago. And, and to be honest, um, it was, it was such a, horrible experience. I haven't launched anything since then. Um, which is, you know, you can sell very well without launching, but you know, just kind of craving like, Ooh, I really want to have these, you know, six figure months. So in order to do it on the scale, I want to a launch strategy works 
it makes the most sense, right? Especially when I realized, oh, I'm just avoiding this because I had a bad experience. Like I could rewrite that story. So um, yeah, so going into this launch period, I'm, oh, I'm making sure to prioritize my rest because I know for a fact that energy is fucking everything. And I want to focus my energy on showing up, right? And, and on selling and, and converting, you know, followers into new clients and, and audiences and things like that. So I've built, you know, as something as, as I guess for us granular as a launch strategy, what rest looks like is making sure I get a massage once a week, right? For me, rest also means um, talking to my life coach, weekly, you know, just to make sure I'm not holding on to anything. And I'm moving through things in a way that I'm really proud of. And it also means, um, you know, some days working four hour days, um, just so that it's almost like I'm itching and crawling, like I want to be in the office so bad. So that when I am there, I'm just like, I have so much energy. It's, it's, you know, contagious. Um, And it also looks like, you know, I really want to take the month of December off. I just want to take it off. And I want to go to a beach and I want to lose track of not only time, I want to lose track of days. And I just want to be so soulfully present with, you know, with my husband and with my daughter and not think of anything in business. And, you know, yeah. And and a lot of times, uh, you know, it means me following through on my my I call it like my my decompressing time where 30 minutes at 3 30 you know every day I I go through three tasks that just help settle me down and settle my brain before I make that transition from you know office life into home life um and of course you know eight hours of rest that's that used to be a negotiable which is a non-negotiable anymore but yeah I think I think again, in different season, it looks, it, it looks like different things. And being a manifesting generator, that works really well for me. One thing across the board doesn't, uh, it doesn't suit me. So. So the question that's coming through, um, because we do have a lot of listeners, I think that are transitioning into this solopreneur space where it's like, I know that I have divine work that I'm not fully feeling optimized in, in my current role or whatever the case may be. And social media is such a huge component of allowing yourself to be seen as a new entrepreneur, as a solo entrepreneur, as a mompreneur, all of that. And so um, I am on a cleanse this week. I am, I deleted my apps because that's the only way that I won't get off. (laughs) No, I can be fair. I delete my apps. Um, And so my question to you is as somebody who, and that's a big part of your business is like helping women create online presences and, you know, showing themselves and the reels that you create are so beautiful and like badass. And so what, how do you balance rest and all of, you know, speaking, you know, you, you talked about like being really in the masculine, I feel like Instagram specifically and, and TikTok and all of these social media, it's very, it can feel very like in the masculine, like there's times of the day that you have to post and, and there's metrics that we look at and all of that. Yeah. Like, how do you continue to balance the feminine, the rest as is social media being such a huge part of what you do? 
Yeah. And I love this question because, you know, part of my journey of realizing I was so much in the masculine and really the, um, the damage I had done being so in my masculine, not, I mean, not just in work, but in my marriage, God, in my marriage, you know, um, and really in, in every capacity possible, um, you know, I've, I've gotten to a place where, where I truly do have a really beautiful, you know, balance, if you will, of that yin and, and the yin and the yang, you know, the, the, and when we, when I take on like one-on-one clients and we do business coaching, it's called, it's literally called MF and business coaching. And of course, me being me, everyone's like, motherfucking. And I'm like, yes. And it's that masculine and fe- feminine balance, right. Of, of approach to everything that we do. So I think that the way that I approach it is like, we get to have both. We get to have the knowledge of the strategy and the algorithms and the optimized times and and the, you know, maximum reach. And and we get to have that knowledge. And we also get to create space for what feels good, right? Like, how does it, what the, one of the first questions I ask my clients is like, what feels so easy to you? You know, like what feels like the easiest way possible that we could show up 1% more, not 100%, not 50%, not even 10. I want 1% more. What would bring you 1% more pleasure in this moment? Is it is it opening a window? You know, is it is it, you know, drinking your your green juice? Is it, you know, is it a, a beautiful dress? You know, what would make you one more 1% more excited to do this? And and we kind of that's where we build off from and the beautiful thing is that, you know, we as human beings, and especially entrepreneurs, we don't do shit 1%. So naturally, if I open a window, I'm going to take off my jacket too. I'm going to take off my blazer, right? And then I'm going to, you know, and then I'm going to kick off my shoes. And suddenly, I feel so much more relaxed and and ease and, and therefore confident and more true to myself showing up. And I think when we can get to that place, where we just feel like we are fucking oozing confidence and we're so fucking excited and we're so fucking passionate about how we can impact people's lives. Like no one cannot buy from that. You know what I mean? It's li- it's so contagious. And, and I think that's where I really see like the success of my clients with, okay, I have this knowledge and yes, I have a few things scheduled out and Right now in the moment, this is the message I really feel like is coming through and and it creates this beautiful balance of structure and that like freedom really to just show the fuck up as whoever you are in the moment. Mm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like sitting here uncomfortable because I know you have been like kind of quietly coaching me about how I show up (laughs) as well. And I've been trying to like show my face more and like get more, you know? And so for me, it's like, it's, it's so interesting. Like what you said, like showing up 1% more in your ease and your pleasure and your joy and your fun, um, that it all comes from your intuition. Like you wouldn't be able to access that 1% without quieting your spirit and saying, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? And I, this is the most I've said fuck in any of my episodes because (laughs) 
but what the fuck do I want in this moment? What do I want to experience? Who do I want to be? What is the work that I want to bring forward? It's, it's, it all stems from our intuition. And, and once we hear that, once we sense that, once we see the image of like what it is that, and maybe this is homework for me today to sit in quiet stillness (laughs) for five minutes to say, how do I want to show up on social media now that I'm on my cleanse? Um, And then just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the greatest thing about social media, about life, about owning our business is there's no way to really fail. There's no way to fuck up. Right. We just get to, Mm. and I think allowing ourselves the space again, to be human and to be messy and to, and to let go of this like perfectionism that we feel like we have to show up in like, newsflash it's fucking 2022 nobody loves a perfect a perfect person like that's just boring you know like we want we want messy and we want authentic and we want the truth and and people can smell the difference a mile away so it's literally doing no one justice for you to you know put these you know put yourself in this little box and think oh, okay well this is who i have to be right like you're going to soar and excel and and magnetize your dream clients when you show up as yourself and you speak your truth and and you share your passion with the world. That's that's the God on his truth. You're amazing. We need you. Like, thank you for all of that. Thank you for that ass whipping that I needed in this moment. <laughs> um, which is which leads us to one of our last questions is what is your bumper sticker? What is the one piece of oh. wisdom that you would put all over the world if you could? And I'm sure there's an F-bomb in there. Oh, God. I don't know. Maybe just that there really is no rules to this thing. Mm. You know, there there really is no rules to business, to life, to love. Um, yeah, that that's, that's the thing that I think the lesson that I keep having to learn over and over again and and rediscover and and it always it always opens you know it opens up the sky to where even the sky isn't the limit and Mm. what a beautiful place to to experience life from you know I love you so good I'm so grateful to have you on um this will be in the show notes but let everybody know how they can find you Oh, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Elixir Media Co. Um, yeah, that's really the best way. Yeah, TikTok. You're on TikTok. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you can find me on TikTok. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm sh- look, I'm showing up imperfectly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christina. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Godspeed on your path to continuing to trust your intuition. We need you. And I love you. Thank you for being here. I love you too. Oh, friends, thank you so much for being here for this conversation with Christina. There were so many nuggets and I'm so grateful that she took the time to be with us today. I think the one piece that is really sticking out for me is this 1%. How can we tap into our intuition to create 1% more joy, 1% more pleasure? What 
could that look like and how would that change our day? How would that change our existence? It feels like a pretty benign question and yet as I sit with it, it also seems to have the potential to just create so much change in the way that I move through my day or how I present myself in my marketing and social media strategy and all of that. So I'm grateful that she took the time to be with us. I hope that you got some nuggets. If you are looking to make changes in your work, I hope that it was inspiring for you to go after them, to just say yes to your intuition, to say yes to your interests and the things that are pulling you forward, your passions, everything, your curiosity. I hope that this was an opportunity for you to give yourself permission to begin to pursue those things. If you'd like to connect with Christina, you can find all of her information in the show notes. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find my information in the show notes as well. And I will take this opportunity to remind you to join us for our free workshop once a month. It's the first Thursday of every month. You can go to my website in the show notes to sign up for that free workshop. I would love to meet you. I would love to connect with you. I would love to know you and to support you in any way that I can. But for now, be still my friends and live into your impact. So grateful you're here and I'll talk with you soon.